Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice though, they really mean flavor. Like in your face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either, but it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice, anything but subtle. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. <clears throat> that was a very Hello. officious cough, that. Was it? Yeah, that was like a, an invigilator in an exam. What he was saying is, I've, I can hear you whispering. Well, I'll come on to it, but it, it was caused by produce. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me, <clears throat> John Richardson. So let, we'll, we'll come on to Leeds, we'll come on to FPL. Yeah, just to yeah. explain the cough you all heard at the start. Yeah. I um, have started gorging in the afternoons. <laughs> what, uh, in the last 20 years? Well, you rotter. Um, on things like pop chips, have you had hippies? Oh. The, the crisps made out of chickpeas. Yeah, I don't mind a hi- hippie, but I love the extra hot pop chips. There was a while you could only you can only get them in Waitrose, and now I don't think you can get them anywhere. I've never I've never bloody had one. Oh, I'm they're a in a bright I'm red. Oh about. yeah, no, mate. You want to you want to find yourself some of the? I think they're just called like XX hot or something. Woo. Lovely little mouth burn. Well, I've been I've been gorging on those Doritos Chili Heat Wave and Trek bars. Are they Trek bars? I always get them mixed up. The protein bars, the salted caramel protein bars. Oh yeah, and it just yeah, it's a protein flapjack. There's a real market now, isn't there, for these yeah. um, marketed as health foods? But basically, sort of like saying, look, we know Mars bars are bad for you, but this is like exercise food, right? Well, I mean that was. A Mars a day helps you work, rest, and play. I mean, you're going back to the founding principles of the PR campaign <laughs> behind it. Um, but yes, the, the the reason I was clearing my throat wasn't to be officious, wasn't to be judgy. Mm-hmm. It was purely because I've eaten a lot of dusty food, and there's effectively <laughs> a layer of um, uh, sort of light snow at the back of my throat. Anyway, All right, hi John, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, relatively dust-free in terms of my uh, innards. And your Premier League football team, John, mm-hmm. since Jesse Marsh joined LinkedIn, mm-hmm. Leeds haven't lost. Is that a coincidence? Well, you've got to say that um, he's getting advice from somewhere, hasn't he? Some of the uh, we've we've had a couple of clean sheets, so perhaps he's uh, got in touch with the guys at Bold. Um, perhaps he's having meetings with the CEO of Purcell, uh, and he's managed to sort out the clean sheets. Um, sadly, we're not able to uh, win, which, you know, it's one thing not losing, isn't it? But I'll tell you what's nice is winning. That's mm. nice. So uh, perhaps uh, if we can uh, if we can get onto the guys at Roscoff and talk about how we fill that onion bag. That's what's a reference. Of, that's the guy that'll get the uh, get the I'm kids listening it. to this podcast. Roscoff is a it's a region of France, I think. Yes, yeah, it's a commune in France. Yeah, they make uh, the best onions. Uh, really? I couldn't think of a brand of onion, but Roscoff uh, in the chefing community, Roscoff is is a very famous onion. I tell you, I mean, this if you're going to so... slow bake an onion, it uh, wants to be a Roscoff. Cut an onion in half, salt, 
pepper, oil, bake it in the oven. There's a sweetness to them that, you know, it might finally get you off all this dry powdered food you've been eating. I also eat fruit and yogurt. So I, you I do, do get by my, the bag. I get my vitamins. You do, but, but you also, pass them through yeah, so quickly because what you do is you have a big bag of crisps, you feel guilty, so you eat a bag of apples and a bunch of bananas and your guts yeah. explode and you shit out every vitamin that was in any of that food. I do. I would say my default eating style is open-mouthed slurp. <laughs> I basically go... <laughs> I want to get it in now. I don't want to muck about You're fiddling around and clinking my cutlery. That's there. It needs to be here. Let's cut out all the chat and rubbish that goes with it. Just eat. I just want to eat now. Talking of food, John. Yes, please. Um, it's time for, oh, no, no, what's my name? And, um, well, you're putting on a party and I'm coming around to have some food. Are you ready? All right, then. Well, thanks for coming to the party. I really appreciate it. It's all right. Have you have you, have you travelled far? Uh, not too far. Um, but you know, uh, I thought the journey would last a bit longer than it did. Yeah. Um, and that's the way it goes. Um, you you look uh, sort of worried. You've got a sort of worried expression on your face. Could I offer mm. you um uh, a drink? Are you sort of celebrate? Are you celebrating something that some people might have thought was a bad thing, but actually you're you're relieved to have to have got out of a bad situation before the stain of it stuck to you? No, I don't think it's something to celebrate. I think it's sad for everyone involved mm-hmm. that I've uh, ended up here today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wish you know, I wish your party well. Um, I think a lot of the people involved in your party are good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a shame that you know that party wasn't for me. No, and and your last—I seem to remember the last party you went to. That didn't go very well either. Do you think it's remarkable that you keep getting invited to parties? Do you think it's because um, you you sort of you went to a good party about twenty years ago, and now people think that actually you're a good person to get involved with planning parties? No, I don't think that. I think I'm good at parties. I think you know there's still a lot of positives to take. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, those parties may have ended with the police being called, but before that, people were having, you know, a lot of fun, if it had been mm-hmm. too much fun. So, uh, you know, there are positives to take. Uh, certainly at the start of the party, everyone was very happy. And, you know, in a way, I wish people would concentrate on that. I feel like you have figured out who I am. Yeah, I just... I've nailed the voice particularly, but no, I, maybe no. I've nailed the mood. You've nailed the mood, definitely. And, and, and the, I mean, I got it at... Um, I don't want to dwell on it. You know, that was... That was absolutely spot on. Can I just ask, mm. when you are at a party and it goes sour, as as seems to be repeatedly happening, sometimes the temptation is to think, well, perhaps we should have spent more money on the party. But, I mean, you've historically, you've been at parties where shitloads of money has been spent. What, 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 do, you, do, you, do you take any responsibility for the, for the party going badly? Well, it depends what the money's spent on. You know, if I'm there saying, look, I, I need more turkey drummers and spaghetti hoops mm-hmm. and someone says oh i've spent all the money on spoons right it's not my fault you know so it's about it's about how the money's spent and where the money's spent you know it's, it's like saying 500 people here are starving get me apples oranges and bread and someone's saying i've bought you an inflatable kangaroo yes yes well, you can't eat it you know you can't even deflate and eat it because and they say oh well, you can eat a kangaroo you can't eat an inflatable one it's plastic these people will die so it's not it's so much the party; it's, it's the people who who the landlord of the venue. You would say is to blame. Well, look, I can't take responsibility, can I? Because I'll never work again. I'll never get invited to another party. So yes. I've got to, I've got to, I've got to palm it off a bit, and I 
whatever's yeah, gone on. Whatever's gone on, like, right? I feel like you will go to another party. Well, I'll tell you what. It's not even that I went to a good party 20 years ago. It's my dad paid for me to go yeah. to a very good pre-party. Yeah. And since then, everything's basically been fine. Um what do you make of uh, what do you make of the the rumours that your uh, replacement might be someone who was at a fucking great party uh, not far down the M62 not long ago? Uh, I think it'd be hilarious if he came in and took him down. Put it that way. We're all involved. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> I'm not better. Not right. better. Yeah, get us a couple of beers actually. I get Tells you a on the way. Cans, yeah. yeah uh, if you're going to go to an airport and arrest some American tourists. <laughs> 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 He got into the party, didn't he, old Frank? Yeah, he got into it in the end. Poor he Frank. Did. Poor Frank, yes. Not 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 sort of financially or in terms of his future prospects, but um Everton fans being remarkably generous. What, they had a whip round? Well, just in, in I, I uh obviously, you know, you see that trending topic. You've been I, I it's now come up as a recommended trend for me because I've been clicking on it so often. I think I think Twitter thinks I'm an Everton fan because I've been waiting for him to get sacked for ages. And then when he has, I clicked on it. It's all Everton fans saying, you know, he's not responsible and actually he unified the players at a time when everything else was wrong and, and they're worried now that they'll get a manager who's got all those problems but won't be able to sort of man manage in the way that Lampard was able. Do you think he's remarkable? I don't get it. I, to be honest, I just don't... There are elements of football that I, I am completely baffled by. And I actually have no idea whether Frank Lampard's any good or not. My instinct is to think that he isn't Yeah. based on results, but he's not been given the result. I, I just don't know. Also, can I be honest? I'm not that bothered about Frank Lampard being a good manager. I'm like, if he does well, fine. I'm not emotionally invested in him in the same way that I was, say, Stuart Pearce. No, or well, I think the thing is you've got Southgate, haven't you? So you've got that talismanic yeah. former England international who's yeah. who's carrying the national team forward. Apart from that, Lovely I'm with man. you. I, I think it's uh, I'm fine with it. I'm fine, fine. with what's it, happening. Lampard will be fine. Yeah, I bet he's got a great house. Imagine his garden. Imagine the gadgets Lampard's got at his fingertips. God, it's, not, it's not where I was imagining you were going to go with this. He's all oh. right. He's got a bloody Nutribullet. He's got a Nutribullet. I bet he's got. A, I bet he's got more than one drone. I bet he's got a cinema room. Yep. I bet he gets films early through BAFTA or something. And I bet <laughs> he's got like under underfloor heating in every yeah. room. I bet yeah. his French doors open like he just wafts his hands and they open like supermarket doors. Like his defence. Imagine the foods he's getting in. Imagine the dinners he has. Imagine the wines he's got. God, Frank's got a great life. Now, yes, Frank wishes that life involved managing Everton Football Club and getting mm-hmm. results that he and the fan base so desperately wanted. But I bet when he goes back to, I bet, he, oh, his kitchen. I mean, I bet he's got more than, I bet, I bet it's not just one island he's got in his kitchen. It'd be like a, what's it you call it when you get a collection of islands? Archipelago. 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 Um, one of those things. God, yeah, it'd be like oh, the Galapagos Islands around there. It'd be like the Maldives. Look, yeah, I bet if you if you somehow got yourself onto Frank's kitchen ceiling and looked down, it, it would look like the Balearics. You just oh, go, oh, this I is mean, wonderful. But I, I, whilst you know, obviously the, the sort of trend is to say it's funny. I, I have to say at this point, I cannot endorse the idea. I cannot recommend to any listener that you go to Frank Lampard's house, suspend yourself from his kitchen ceiling and try and scare the shit out of him. Because that is that is kicking a man when he's down. Yes, it's also breaking and entering harassment. There's a whole raft of reasons why I can't. Conspiracy to break yeah. and enter. And you, you could fall off the ceiling, break your own neck. 
It's dangerous. Just don't do it. But just, you know, he'll, be fi- he'll have investments in a pension. For, you know, not that it's the point, but Frank will be fine. And he'll always get work. He's not a bad-looking fella. Yeah. He used to smile a bit more. And, and maybe now, maybe we will see that Frank smile come back. Possibly. And that's something we can all be grateful for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you want do you want to speak about the smile coming back into management? Shall we, shall we cover what's happened this week? Obviously, uh, my team was handed over to our listener, Elliot, um, who, who was the first to take on, uh, win it in the hole. I've got to yeah, say... And I, I, thought, I thought he'd won, and I, and I was gutted. Yeah, he made some controversial decisions. Um, Benching Saka, uh, one of the sort of informed players in world football, controversial. Had he not done that, I, I we'd have taken the win this week. Um, brought in Solly March from Brighton. Mm, took a minus <coughs> four on transfers. Now, we were in a difficult position. I, I did hand him a steaming turd of a team because Trossard's transfer to Arsenal meant that I had four Arsenal players. So one change was forced upon him. I might have been tempted to change Saliba rather than Odegaard or Saka. Um, But he's brought in Solly March. The great thing he did was was show faith in captaining uh, Haaland. But it feels like a missed opportunity, but it's a tie, 66 points each. So in terms of a prize and and the sort of winner stays on, does he get another go with the team this week? Give him another go. Give him Always another go. Well. And then Play we'll decide whether he gets yeah. his prize or not. Yeah. I also captained Harlan, 33 point, 34 points. Forgive me. I put, I don't know why I did this. I usually have Pope in goal. If I'd have stuck with him, I'd have battered you. I don't know why you took Pope out of goal. I heard a stat when I was driving one of the games was on and he hasn't conceded a goal since 1987 or something ridiculous. I'm sure when I looked at like the fixture difficulty thing, I should have just known they're playing Man United. Anyway, I'm thick. And that really annoys me. But anyway, I shall stick with Pope from henceforth. Um, 66 points each and a nice sort of patriotic number, isn't it? You see 66. I think within every English person, it just just tickles tickles the, um, the, the innards a little. It says 66. So we have uh, a statement from Elliot. Oh, um, do we? Yeah, he says, hello, uh, producer Danny, and to a lesser extent, John and Matt. First, oh. some clarification. Contrary to oh. John's assumption that the natural order of escalation to a bit of furniture moving equals pissing through the letterbox, thought I would attach a picture to demonstrate what I came home to that night. I'd forgotten about the fluffy handcuffs on the bed. The person oh. on the bed is not me, but the prankster. Um, so there's a, there's a picture included of, I mean, it is literally everything from his bedroom moved into the kitchen. It's a remarkable piece of work. Um, there's a Justin Bieber doll there in in the packaging. Um, oh wow! They moved the whole bed into the kitchen. Yeah, it's a good effort, that isn't it? You've got to admire that, especially at such a young age. Yeah, well, obviously they're not in control of you know. It's obviously rented student accommodation. Otherwise, I'd be advising them to box in that boiler. Um, no one wants to see an exposed boiler with all that pipe work. You know, you want, you want to get that behind a cupboard door, really, don't you, in an ideal scenario? Yeah, also once the prank's over, get your bed back into your room. I know he would have been keen to do that, but the smell of a student kitchen is probably one of the most disgusting yeah. smells on the planet. Lots of poor quality food cooked in poor oil, and that, that stench seeps into your flesh, yeah. let alone to your sheets. Washing up left for weeks. 
Um, so to further emphasize the retaliation, being a uni student at the time, I had returned accompanied, if you get my drift. So to find my bed elsewhere was inconvenient, to say the least. Mm. Um, so that's that's his justification for urinating through a letterbox. He says, my transfers this week for John are Aronson and Trossard to Rodrigo and Solly March, keeping the three Leeds players and also jumps on the Brighton wagon. All the best, Elliot. <laughs> Taking Aronson out, not a bad decision as a Leeds fan. Bringing Rodrigo in, absolutely fine. It's 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 this Trossard to Solly March. I don't mind it, but when you've got that enforced substitution anyway, you know, dro- drop Aronson to the bench. You know, bring in keep Saka in the team. I, I I don't want to tell the lad what to do. Obviously, I, I I've, yeah. I've I've handed over the team, and and that's you know you you've got to just take your take your medicine, haven't you? Yes, but you're trying to apply logic to a man who stuck his winky through a letterbox. Yes, that's true. That's you know, true, this is so. you're always going to. Now we did mention something earlier, John, in an earlier feature that I, mm-hmm. I do just want to just wheel back Bielsa. Managing Everton, yeah, it's not going to happen. He's already said. What it's not effect, happen. But let's say it does. Let's it's not gonna live happen. in a world now. Well, he takes. Why would he do that? Just what cash? He takes the job for cash. Yeah, She's always motivated by it. We all know this. They haven't got it. Um, they borrow a lot to pay him, and he loves that cash. Yeah. How does it make you feel if he takes the Everton job? Go. Well. uh as a Leeds fan, first and foremost, my immediate reaction is, oh shit, that means Everton are going to stay up. That's my immediate thought because Excellent. he's wonderful and he will turn that team around. So there's just no question about that. Um, then it's um, then it's sort of relief that he's back in the country. Then I think, oh, I can, you know, I can go and see him again. I never got my hug. I'm owed a hug. I will, I've never physically touched the man. Um, I've been waved to. And I've had a, a, an autograph passed to me, but I've never physically touched the man. And that is something that I feel is unresolved. So broadly, same as I said, when he was rumoured with the Bournemouth job, I don't, as long as he's back in the UK, I'm sort of I'm broadly all right with it. I don't have, I don't feel we own him. And I think whatever club he goes to, he'll never have what he had at Leeds. You know, I don't, it's, it's like breaking up with a partner, isn't it? Um, especially as we dumped him. You can't dump someone and then expect them to be single for the rest of their lives. If he wants to try and find love elsewhere, that's fine. He will never have what he had with us. And I think he knows that. He's never been with a club side as long as he was with Leeds United. And that is, that's, a, that's an honour. That's how you feel about like Stuart Pearce, I think. That, yeah. We can't change that now. That's, that's, a, that's done. That's over history. That will never be eclipsed. And also, I can say all this because he's not, he's not going to go there. But let's say he does. Would you then have a soft spot for Everton or not? For him, no. you'd want him to do well. No, you'd want him to fail. I wouldn't want him to fail. I'd oh. want them to get relegated and for him to say, I couldn't do anything about it. It was too late to save the job. Get a massive payoff and then uh, come to my house for tea. Is that possible? <laughs> what would you cook him? <laughs> oh, he's I, I, he likes steak and uh, he likes Malbec. Yeah. So oh, I would, uh, yeah. I'd cook him a steak. And uh, get a nice bottle of Malbec. I I probably wouldn't even broach the vegan thing because I wouldn't want him to not like me. So I'd probably just pretend I was eating a steak. I'd make like a peppercorn sauce and I'd drench my corn in it so he couldn't see what I was eating. And I'd just pretend I was doing the same thing as him because I couldn't stand to let him down. You would lure him to your den. Yeah. You'd deceive him. Yeah. You'd take him for some sort of fool. Yeah. You know, he, could see, he can see that you're eating a plate of corn mints. No, and you're he can't. You're going to insult this man's intelligence. No, he can't. 
he can't see. He doesn't know what's going on. He'd be so blinded by what I've done oh, with his meat, he would. Uh, he'd just be deliriously happy. That's nice. Oh, tell you what I saw today. Can I tell you what I saw today? Please do. Um, I was at the Birmingham Rep. I don't know if I told you, but I've written a play, co-written a play. Yeah. Called Spitting Image Live. Uh, Idiots Assemble. It opens at the Are you a, Fuck me. Are you a playwright now, then? Is that what this means? John, I'm an author, a playwright. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to read you the reviews of that on a later <laughs> episode. Can I tell you how excited I am now? I am a playwright. Yes, and always will be. My what is your favourite play? Um. Oh... Um, oh dear! Oh, this is going to get in the papers. Probably something by Dostoevsky. You won't see. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, as playwrights, we get to. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. Um, but when you're a playwright, anyway, I, I don't like doing that. Uh, uh, this play, and it's on at the Birmingham And I was in the kitchen. You know, we had a tea break. That's what we do. And also, I'm I'm an actor. You know, I'm a voice artist in the show right and in between rehearsals i said to the producer i'm gonna go get a hot drink now i went into it's just the kitchen right and um, i was gonna have a black coffee but i had a lot of black coffee and it was in the afternoon it can dry one's throat and i was having to sing um do you sing i can't sing oh, so that's, shit, I'm going that's like to a this bit play. of a problem so they had like a voice there going, going it's the same note there just sing with me now and i'm going I'm doing it. He's going, no, you're not. You're going too low. And I'm like, sounds like I'm singing the same note. No, you're going too low. I was like, oh my. It was like, I had to almost start record it word for, but I have to sing as Boris Johnson. So you can't sing as yourself. Oh, okay. And then I have to sing as Keir Starmer and Donald Trump. Anyway, so I'm in the kitchen. But I thought you wrote the play. Why don't you just change it? Because it's got songs in it and you they kind of out or they do kind of, I've co-written it, you know. So it's I see. Not in full With control. someone who doesn't like you. <laughs> With someone who's good at writing comedy songs, so it's just like, I see. and I agree that these characters should be singing these songs. I, you know, will not stand in the way of the greatness of others. Anyway, it's so up in the kitchen, and um, I think I'm not going to have a black coffee because I'm singing. I need to, and I see sure. in the corner this thing. It says ginger, honey, and lemon drink. Oh, I thought, oh, great, that would just be some of them ginger tea bags. Yeah, but it's not. It's a sachet. And John, this sachet was so big, I was intimidated by it. Well, give me scales. Using a pot noodle sauce sachet as, as one. Okay. Can, can I take a Nescafe sachet? You know, the sort you get in a yeah. Premier Inn when you get like a coffee. I yeah. would say it was six times bigger than that. Frig off. But that shape, right? So kind of... Um, when you say a Nescafe sachet, do you mean the the little ones that have just got coffee or the big ones that are milk and sugar and the whole, like a latte in a, in a sachet? No, no. The, 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 the little... One, Okay. The, yeah, the normal sized, finger sized coffee sachet. Okay, fine. So, like maybe maybe a double a Burger King ketchup sachet. Um, I don't know how big that is. I, I don't want to. You no, said a ketchup sachet. You go in Morrison's Cafe. You get the HP sauce and English. Oh, bigger than sauce. that. Six times that. I mean, that's similar six to them. Yeah, it's like a big. But it was six fat times the thing thick. that was smaller than that. Are you just saying six times whatever I say? Well, no. I, mean, I would say a ketchup. It can't be six sachet, times a ketchup sachet and six times a Nescafe. I would sachet. say they were roughly the same size. The Nescafe no, ones my, are longer. People are going to be screaming at their portable devices. Well, they need to calm down and stop screaming. Get control of your anger issues. That's a not sauce sachet is twice the size of a coffee sachet. I don't is think it? that's controversial. I think they're small. I think sauce sachets you are smaller are, than you You think. cannot sing and you don't know how big things are. This is a big revelation late in the podcast. When it's time for Rico's hyperbole, you've got no... <laughs>
an idea how big things are, mate. This thing was big, all right? That's all I remember, the scale of the damn thing. And I actually thought, I can't have that. It'll ruin me. And, and actually, I looked at it. <laughs> there was no nutritional information on it. Oh. It, it. There was no information at all. It was just this vague, luminous yellow sachet. And I thought, one day I'll try this. <gasps> you know what I'll do? Oh, no. I've wiggled the thing. F***ing dozy uh, git. Well, you're still on. Oh, hang on. No, Am you're I? still on. Yeah, I oh, think we're all what right. A lovely thing to leave in. <laughs> you want to leave that in? Oh yeah. no, I've wiggled the thing. No, you're all oh. right. Well, because what happens, dear listener, is that my microphone has a very weak cable. You know, actually, what it is, it's the it's the thing that the cable goes into is, is slightly. Anyway, sometimes when I knock my microphone, it stops the recording. But wow, 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 that teetered on the brink of life and death, and that podcast chose life. Um, what I'm going to do, actually. I'm back in next week. I'll get some of these sachets. You genuinely didn't have it because you were too scared to have a sachet of a lemon and ginger drink. I just thought, I don't know what's in it. If it's pure sugar, this is going to just mess me up. And it might ruin my voice. What if it just destroys me? But I would have thought that's why it's in there in a theatre. Now, if I see a sachet of lemon and ginger drink, I think this is an inside. This is like a thespian secret. Oh, damn it. But, yeah, but it could have been the staff, couldn't it? It could have just been the guys who work in the box office. It could be like a really sugar. I was like, why has it got no information on it? This is clearly from abroad now i haven't got a problem with that but i was like this has been smuggled in this is contraband and it's basically a honey lemon ginger drink of indeterminate ingredients now i'm happy to try one i'll tell you what i'm gonna nick it's not nicking it is it they're freely available i'm gonna get my hands on some you next know, week um, and i'm gonna have one on the podcast one oh you're gonna drink it on the podcast yeah i think the next one we do i'm gonna be in birmingham you know amazing well if one thing thing i miss from the podcast is the curse because it all sort of went down a bit since you stopped just being horrifically unlucky all the time and can i say now (laughs) if you drink that sachet and then the following day shit yourself outside of marks and spencers then things are back where they should be and all is once again right with the world i mean it would be i i don't think you actually want me to poo my pants oh i don't know i don't know I, think I know bad. me pretty well, and I think yeah. I do want you to soil yourself outside of Marks and Spencer. I'll check with myself. I'll get up in the morning, and I'll check with myself. I'll say, John, do you want Fordy to soil himself outside of Marks and Spencer's? I'm pretty sure I'm going to say yes. And not like Oxford Street, you know, yeah. a small regional one where you can, I mean, it's probably one of the best places to soil yourself in terms of immediately being able to buy a new outfit. Might be the changing of you. You might finally ditch the sort of this horrific polo shirt mentality you've had for years. What? 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 Well, you, you love a you, you like a polo shirt and jeans, don't you? It's what you. What's wear. wrong with that? But why? Well, was, it's fine. Why? But I think you're ready now to. You're forty this year. I think maybe if you soiled yourself outside Marks and Spencers, you went in there, you got a comfortable pair of chinos and a nice turtleneck sweater, you might be ready to enter the next phase of your life. Turtleneck sweater or Steve Jobs? I look like an idiot. <laughs> Like an Steve idiot Jobby. in a turtleneck. <laughs> Steve Jobby. Turtleneck Jobby. I'm just Googling it. I'd look a prat. And you know I would. And you want me to look a prat. You want me to dress like a prat so I can turn up and you go, ah, you look like a prat. Yeah, and then you'd say, well, do you know why I'm wearing this? Because I soiled myself outside Marks and Spencer's. I like a turtleneck. Took me a while to get used to them. I wore them a lot at uni. Um, I'd, I went through a real turtleneck phase at uh, at university. Turtleneck and big, ill-fitting, cheap jeans. Oh, John. That I used to wear. Why uh, the turtleneck so young? Um, I thought I looked cool. I would have seen <laughs> someone wearing one. <laughs> I would have seen... <laughs> 
it, they were quite. <laughs> you could. Well, I'll tell you why. Because you could get them in places like Officers Club and the sort of places I used to shop. Not not the not the high street chain, but the sort of the cheap imitation version. And I would have seen Adam Rickman um, in one. Rickett. Adam Rickett. That's who I'm thinking. Yeah, who's of. Adam Rickman? I don't know who Adam Rickman is. Let's have a look. Oh, maybe I'm thinking, thinking of Alan Rickman. Oh, yeah. Adam Rickman, here we go. Adam Rickman is an actor. Oh, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Is, Search yeah. only Robin for Open Adam Thieves. Rick. Comes up with Adam Richman. So I've, I've, I've amalgamated a, a number of people there. But yeah, Adam Rickett is exactly who I was trying to think of. Yeah. Um, Some the, TV uh, hunk. Gary Lucy. Was he in uh, Corrie or something like that? He was. He was the second actor to play Nick Tilsley. He then went <laughs> on to have a, a number, a top 10 hit with the song Breathe. He was also then, as you may remember. Are you reading this? 20- no, no, no. This is this exceptional. Is totally top of my head. You may remember the run up to the 2010 general election. He was on the approved list of David Cameron's parliamentary candidates. He failed to get elected. Wow. I mean, that is a new feature is what that is. 40s, 90s memories. Well, but that was noughties and tens. You know, this is this that, that spread into the, across the decades. That was three decades worth of intel. That in was really good Adam Rickett knowledge there. I think you might you. be one of the country's leading Adam Rickett experts. Can you tell me, <laughs> to close out this week's victory, how old is Adam Rickett right now? Okay. So do you have the answer in front of you? I'm looking at the answer now. I'm looking at okay. Adam Rickett. I'll I be think with he's you in a minute, older Adam. than me. <laughs> You've been very patient, by the way. Pop your top back on and we'll talk after. You can breathe again now. I'm going to... I mean, breathe again was a really good pop song, so I wasn't going to just deal with that truth while we're at it. Um, Political aspirations. In October 2005, Rickett was approved a prospective parliamentary candidate for the Conservative Party. He appeared on Question Time as the non-partisan guest. He returned to the political scene in 2010 as a guest reporter for ITV Breakfast television programme Daybreak, covering the Conservative Party conference from Birmingham. (laughs) Wow. Can I mean, imagine any other soap star? Imagine they sent like Phil Mitchell down to the Lib Dem conference. Absolutely incredible. Oh, well, yeah. it gets a bit bleak. Okay, well, before we go to that, let me just, I'm going to share with you my logic, okay? I think he's older than me, but not by that much. And I think when you're young and someone's older than you, it feels like a lot. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go a year or two older. I'm going to say he's 42. He's 44 years old. Oh, He's 44, born on the 29th of May, 1978. Adam Rickett. So what got bleak then? On the 21st of September, 2007, Rickett was arrested and charged with shoplifting a block of cheese, a bottle of HP sauce and a jar of coffee beans from a supermarket in Auckland. During an interview with the Herald on Sunday, he claimed it was an honest mistake. Though later claimed he was drunk at the time of the incident. Okay, I think that I think we can leave that in. Uh, we don't endorse the behaviour. So what was it he nicked? Cheese? A block HP of cheese, sauce. a bottle of HP sauce and a jar of coffee beans. <laughs> do we know what? I mean, that's the sort of thing I would have. Do, do we know? I'm sort of warming to the man, Rickett. What we know is he had bread. He's going to make cheese on toast, and he's going to, he's going to garnish it with the, with the HP. Do we know what type of cheese? Was it cheddar? Was it compt? Uh, well, no, he was in Auckland, so I guess it was a, uh, a, a New Zealand cheese. Let's have a look. New Zealand cheese. Let's see what we just get up here. We're just getting that up for you guys now. You know what I love to do? You know what I love to do? One of the little things that amuses me. If, Your um... penis. 
Yes, I like to make my penis order cheese. Um, what I like to do, that sounds wrong, um, is pretend that I work for like a travel agency or um, like a booking company. Do you know what I mean? So like um, if my partner will say or a friend will say, oh, what train are we getting back from Nottingham? Again? I'll just get that information up for you now, okay? Uh, just bear with me. I've seen you we... do this. Get yeah, that. Okay, so you'd like this. to depart Nottingham at what time, please? And they'll go, oh, um, I'd like to leave Nottingham at, um, let's say, half ten tomorrow morning. I'm genuinely typing this in. So I'll go, okay, so that's half ten tomorrow. Just bear with us. We're just getting that information for you. And would you like a return journey? No, you wouldn't. Okay. So we're just running that through the system now. We hope you're having a good day. So we've got a few options for you here. You've got the 10.50. We'll get you into London to Pancras International at 12.27, or there's the 11.12. Uh, we'll get you into London St. Angus at 12.54. Would you like me to book one of those for you, please? Okay, if that's all I can help you with. I just think, you know what? I mean, I know I'm, that's a very romanticised insight into the world of um, telephone booking services, but I think, oh, there must be elements of that job that are really enjoyable. I think you'd be a good PA. Oh, yeah, I don't maybe know whether sort of that's widen it out of travel, but you know, um, just broadly, for ring, people could just ring you with uh, things they need help with, and you could look into it for them. Do you know what? I do like practical solutions. Thank you to Michael Cornwell, who says, Hello, gents. Oh. John seemed to be in a pickle. He wants to write a book, but hated writing a book. Here's the perfect solution John should write a book of forewords. He enjoyed writing his recent one for a mystery person. So why not write a load of them for other people he looks up to or isn't even a fan of? You're welcome. Would you buy that? Yeah, but how about this? John Richardson's four word, four words, where you write, you could do like four words for, there could be historical books like the Bible, yeah. um, uh, Gordon Brown's autobiography, um, and, and you could do a four word in four words that would... Work yeah, I thought. like it. I think forward isn't quite enough. I did. I, I read a, a good book once called Twitterature, which was basically classics of English literature done as if they were on Twitter, sort of Twitter threads. That, that I enjoyed. That it was fun. Can I? Can I? Um, I mean, I hate to. I hate to. Uh, Please do name drop. But I, I was chatting to my good friend Ian Rankin earlier today. Of course, you are Ranky. How is our fantastic? Ranky, I mean, Ranky? you know, when you're a playwright, of you, course, you, you knock about with authors. Literature's just that kind of world. Play's just a um, book on a stage, isn't it? Oh my god! And a book is just a play on the page. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. That's why we hang. That's why we hang out together. Anyway, so I, I'm after Spurs tickets. Long story. Um, so I said to Ian. <laughs> He's a Spurs fan. I said, um, I said, you know, I can get Spurs tickets. He, he basically said no. Um, but then we, great we chat. have a chat. He's One of our great chats. And um, he's basically having a lovely time. And I said, you'll have to teach me how to write detective novels. And um, anyway, he basically said that, um, you know, it's a 20-year apprenticeship before you can enjoy yourself. And comedy is where the quick money's at. Uh, Ooh, a bit of a slam said, from ranking there, isn't it? I said, yeah, right. I said, uh, I said cop books are easy. The detective was sad because of something that happened in his past, but he solves the case. The end. <laughs> and he, he did actually he said... so he, much Kenko was coming out of his nostrils. <laughs> so, but then he replied, and this has, this has stayed with me since 1759 tonight. He said, as a female crime writer once put it, a woman is dead and a man feels bad about it. That's <laughs> <laughs> basically every... It's such a funny... That's probably every detective novel. A woman yeah. is dead and a man feels bad about it. Yeah, he's he's, he's nailed it there, hasn't he? He's a funny... i tell you what, we should get him on here. He's a funny man. Big football fan as well. Loves Wraith Rovers. 
and Let's Spurs. get him on. Get him on ranking. If you're out there, get off that mega yacht pal. Email us hello at cpfpl.com or just you know reply to my last message. I'll get one of my mates on as well. Um, <clears throat> uh, uh, let's see who uh, sent me a message this week. Uh, oh, Dominoes. Yeah, I could get uh, guys from Rajdani Curry House on. I'll tell um, you what, I'd be well up for that. Yeah? yeah. All right, I'll have a word. You have a word with Rankin and I'll, uh, yeah. I'll get the guys from my local Curry House um, to come on. Yeah, quality, man. Uh, yeah, no. Um, all right. Okay, great. End on a End on a high. Yeah, I was going to end that like it was just. I was like, "All right, see you soon." I well, we did start like we that, podcast. didn't we? We we, we yeah. did sort of start with just a chat about your cough. Maybe we should just fizzle out. I mean, I really let that fizzle out then. Yeah, I mean, just... that was more stopping dead, wasn't it? I, I feel like we should just say, "Do tweeters, leave a five star written review." I do, well, I think after market. this, we can't really ask for a five star review. I think can't I think we? a four would be fair this week. Oh, no, because a five would likely have to get more. Yeah, but I mean, you can't you can't start a podcast having a chat about a cough and then peter out to nothing and then end by saying, send us a five-star review on a podcast called Comedians Playing FPL where one is a comedian who doesn't play FPL and the other is a playwright. You know, as though we've really drifted from the uh, MO. Bye! <laughs> 